Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, Suck Army Faithful? How great of you to join us on this week's episode of What a Girl Wants. We know you love Help I Suck at Dating every Monday, and we love even more that you guys are tuning in for the What a Girl Wants special every Thursday. We took a couple weeks off, but we are back in full force. This week we have Raven and Alexis, and they are going to take it away from here. What a Girl Wants, a Help I Suck at Dating spinoff and an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What a Girl Wants with Alexis Woodas and Raven Gates. So I have my sunglasses on because I had a mental breakdown this morning. Yeah. Uh, I had serious anxiety. Like, if you look at my eyes, I am not well. (laughs) But, I mean, just the anxiety got the best of me. I was crying during our podcast this morning. It was just... uh, Anxiety-filled. I basically had a panic attack for no reason. I think I was just so... I have so much going on and just so excited for things. And it's so weird because when we were in quarantine, there was no excitement. And then I feel like now there's just so much excitement that I have that I don't know where to put it and I get overwhelmed and then my anxiety just takes over me. And then when I get anxiety, I just cry. Because yeah. I never cry. Yeah. And, and you just, were such a good friend to me today, Raven. I was literally like... Well, you needed me. And like during quarantine, that's what it's all about. Like we have to be there for each other emotionally, be there for our family and friends emotionally because we can't always be with people physically. And like everyone is feeling... Or will feel the way you're feeling, so it's completely relatable and completely normal to feel the way you're feeling today. Yeah, I'm going to try to not think about it or talk about it, because like, I already have the lump in my throat where I'm about to cry again, so Alexis Waters, get it together. And I might take a shot at tequila just to, you know, take the edge take off, the edge off <laughs> because... Okay, while you do that, I'm going to tell them a little bit about me and you. 
Okay. Um, we are on Nick Vile's season of The Bachelor. We both have found Douche love. Douchebag. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we both have found love, and both of our, your boyfriend and my fiance live here in Dallas, and we have our own podcast together now called Girls, Girls Night, Night Out. Oh, no, Girls Night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girls Night with Raven and Alexis. And so we've been super excited. We're super excited to talk today. And, I mean, we started off this podcast saying the struggle is real here in quarantine. Yeah, because... You're feeling our, it today. Yeah, you're... Rela- First of all, my relationship with Tyler, I'm 99% of the fun. He's 1%. <laughs> Maybe even 0.5%. But when he gets mad at me, I get scared. And usually it should be the other way around because I have such a bigger personality but I remember, so during quarantine, right when quarantine hit, I was in Mexico and Trump shut the borders down and Tyler and I got into a fight the night before we were leaving to America. So when I got back to America, we had to quarantine, so there was nowhere to go. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm stuck in this house with this fucking asshole. <laughs> And it was my birthday. Yeah. And he down, he literally stayed downstairs the whole day. And the border was closing. So, like, yeah. so many things are happening that's anxiety induced. Yeah. Okay, but it was still my fucking birthday. Like, he literally <laughs> could have, like, gave me birthday sex or, like, a present. <laughs> and I didn't get anything. And so we fought the night, the last night in Tulum. And then all of a sudden, Trump was like, borders are shutting down. So we had to get back to America or we're going to be stuck in Mexico. Honestly, I, sh- I, I probably should have just stayed in Mexico and not dealt with his fucking ass. <laughs> but when we got back to our house, there was nowhere to, nowhere to go. Yeah. I because go, I go like to the other bedroom. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. But I w- it was my birthday and he was mm-hmm. literally being... <laughs> So mean. I don't even want to get into the details of the fight because I can't go there, but whatever. He was a douche lord, and <laughs> it was just... So how did you resolve it? Well, it was also good because right when the right when COVID hit as well, we started our Girls' Night podcast. Yeah, that's so therapeutic. Our... It was so therapeutic. Talking to girlfriends is therapeutic in, in quarantine because you need that emotional support from a woman That's like, I have your back, I understand what you're going through, and like seeing your point of view. Yeah. It's so important. Like you literally, I don't know what I would do without you. Oh, Because also, we would do the the podcast and then I didn't want to go home and hang out with Tyler because I've been hanging out with him for f***ing three months. So I was like, (laughs) going to Raven's house was like my escape. Yeah. Because she has a backyard, she's able to go outside, like I live in a townhome, so like, I was legit. I felt like I was in a cubicle. And I have a nice sized townhome, but I still felt like just like trapped. And then like if he just came in the like I would lock the door if he wanted to try to come in. Yeah. It was getting to that point. That's kind of like when Adam and I get into an argument. I try to squash it before it gets way too big, but there are some things you just you're over the top heated that you cannot squash it in a short amount of time like I try to abide by the rule of never going to bed angry. I don't understand that rule. It's just because like, you don't want to start your day waking up mad. But I feel like when I wake up, I forget about it. So I can go to sleep mad at Tyler whenever the f- 
I want. I don't get, I... Yeah, but you don't want, like, unresolved issues, you know? So I try to do that, but it don't, it doesn't always work out that way because you get heated, you know, you have passion about whatever you're arguing about, so it's, like, hard to say, okay, handshake, let's call it even, and let's go to bed together. It's hard to do that. So I tried to squash it before it gets to that point, but sometimes when it's there, I just have to walk away. Yeah. I just have to say, you get on that side of the house. Let me get on this side of the house. Let's like calm down <laughs> and then we can come back together. Yeah. You know? I feel like Tyler and I's uh, issues are literally so stupid. So like if we go to bed mad at each other, it's really not that big of a deal. Cause I'm just like, take your fucking clothes out of the fucking dryer because I'm fucking <laughs> not putting, I'm not, I will fold them and put them in the drawer, but I'm not putting them just take them out of the dryer. Like, those are our fights. Yeah. Well, our... Just, one thing about this quarantine is I've learned with me and Adam is, like, traveling was our way to reconnect. Yeah. Because we both work so much, especially Adam, that traveling was, like, the, the our honeymoon. Like, that's when we got to love each other. That's when we got to enjoy each other and say, how are you doing? What's going on with you and your day? Now that that's completely off the table, we had to navigate... How are we going to reconnect now? Because Adam works such long hours. I've already eaten my dinner for the day. Mm -hmm. I've already wound down and gone to bed. And he's just getting home. He's watering the lawn. He's watering the lawn. Adam is literally (laughs) a dad. And he, but he's going to be the best dad ever. Mm -hmm. But it's just so crazy because Tyler and I are total opposites. But people don't know that. You and Adam are complete opposite. Absolute opposites. opposites as well. Like opposites attract. Yeah, and and it's working. So it works. it's all good. But I will say the solution for us right now is I've been cooking dinner, not just for Adam. This isn't like a housewife thing that I'm doing just for him. I'm doing it for us. And where we sit down and we eat the meal. No matter what time he comes Phone home, down. Phone down. Eat the meal. How are you today? And I made it a rule. Every time he comes in the door, he has to give me a hug and a kiss. He yeah, has to t- connect with me physically. Yes. I like. I won't leave the house until Tyler says, you look beautiful. Yeah. Like, if we're going out, I mean, which we haven't in a while, but, like, I will just stand there and yeah. he knows. Is your love... Language, language words, words of, of affirmation. affirmation. That's yes. why you need to be told you're beautiful. My love language is a physical touch, so that's why I need a hug and a kiss when he walks in the door. Yes, yeah, yeah. Tyler was trying to cuddle with me this morning, and I was like, "Get off me now!" No. <laughs> but um, oh, let's talk about Zoom dating. Since we're on a Zoom, right since now. we're on a Zoom, I mean, honestly, I think girls should wear no makeup during a Zoom. Really? Just to show your full blown self. Like, this is who I am. This is quarantine. I don't, if, take me as I am. <laughs> like, this is. If it. you don't have me at my worst, you can't have me as, as my best. Uh huh, sister. So I wear hoops every single day. <laughs> I literally have hoops on when I go in the shower, when I sleep, when I go to the gym. It's just all. So, one thing I must say always wear hoops during a Zoom date. And if you are a little crazy cuckoo like me, <laughs> I used to, when I was in the dating scene, I would leave a hoop on my, like, whoever I was having sex with, um, <laughs> on the dresser, like, on purpose, so the next that girl the next, no, so that I would text him and be like, 
hey, I left my hoops there, so I would see him again. I thought it was like you you were marking your territory, like leaving your hoop there, so if there was another girl around, she would see your hoop. No, I would only, I would leave it and be like, hey, I left my hoops there. Like, can I come swing by to like see him again? Yeah, because I was crazy. But I wouldn't leave my hoops if I like if he had like a micro penis and like it just didn't work <laughs> oh out God. like that. Okay, well, I think going kind of the opposite direction. I think when girls are on like a Zoom date, they should wear something um, simple, like a bodysuit or like. Basically, what you're wearing. Yeah, basically. You look so beautiful, and I look like I literally. uh, I also think just some makeup, just a little bit of makeup, a little bit of um, something in your hair, just to make you feel good, because Mm -hmm. when you feel good, it's like bringing everything to the table without like stressing yourself out like you feel good you look good you're confident and you're going into the date knowing like I'm bringing my best self no that I I do agree with you on that one I just feel like today's like the day that I just feel like really a piece of shit and just <laughs> I'm just having one of those We're days just getting through today where I'm like pushing through the di- the day <laughs> And I can cry on command. So, so if you if I really did have a Zoom date, I would definitely put makeup on and probably put perfume on, even though they can't smell me through the camera. But if you did have a Zoom date today, you'd probably postpone. A hundred percent. You're not feeling good. You gotta feel good. Yeah, I'm not feeling good. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get to Raven's wedding postponed, we're gonna take a little break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him... And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. 
after we lost Pappy, I was Galen and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what makes me happy? My best friend is going to the chapel and she's gonna get married. Okay. That was probably not enjoyable for anybody. I feel like I'm a great singer. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. Um, anyway, (laughs) I, speaking of weddings and like just the whole, anyone who's a bride right now, I feel for because I'm also a bride and I have postponed my wedding, not once, not twice, but three times. And you know what? We even had to change a fourth date, but we didn't even send invitations out for that. But it's just been really crazy because we had this master grand plan that we were going to get married in May, that we were going to travel the world this summer, and then when fall hit, we were going to start a family. So I kind of have this... You cannot start a family without me because I need my tequila uh, partner. I think... We're, ba- we're also in the nursery where the baby will be. That's true. We're sitting in by the way. future nursery, but... I kind of, ha- I don't, I have not even told you this yet, but I kind of have a little bit of sadness. That you're not going to have a baby right now? Yeah. Is that uh, weird? No, that's, because it's I like, mean, I know. You have a plan. You had a plan yeah. and obviously. It didn't happen. So yeah. now that it's like, it's about to be fall, I'm just kind of like sad because I'm, I had this master plan that I was going to get pregnant right away. We were going to try and then like, you know, just. In 2021, we were going to have a baby, but that's not the case. Well, let's look at it positively. <laughs> you have Adam Gottschalk, yeah. who is literally the perfect dad. Sunshine. So if you left the baby with Adam, you <laughs> would feel safe and secure. If I left a baby with Tyler, you would worry. I would 
No, I, I don't think I would ever leave the baby alone with Tyler. <laughs> but also... But is that weird that I feel that way? Like, no, it's I, no because you had a plan and, like, the COVID f***ed it up. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you... And you already know that you your life is planned out. Right. Like, you know it's what's like going to happen. The, the saying that when we make plans, God laughs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of hit me. And what's so weird, Alexis, I have not cried about the wedding except one time because I hated the venue but anyway (laughs) (laughs) but I have not cried or been upset about the wedding one time I've been upset about not starting a family no but do you understand how many people have canceled their weddings this year and not I'm telling you you are the best person that I've like handled it so well because everybody else is like no, I want to still have it. It's like, that's kind of being a little selfish because nobody has money right now. People lost jobs. Like, so, I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have Adam for life. So. And it just like, we sent out invitations twice. If we were to send out invitations the third time and have to uninvite people that we've already invited twice, that's so, I, for it, me, is not the right place. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you have this beautiful new house that I literally basically live in. I should probably start <laughs> paying rent. But I just think that you have to look at it in a positive way. Because yeah, I'm so lucky to have Adam. and Adam is the sweetest soul. And Bachelor Nation, guys, no offense. <laughs> except, they, except a few. But... 95% of them are uh, <laughs> not uh, mar- marriage material. Marriage material? Marriage material. Or want to get married. Or want to get married. Um, what are some things that you think you were dating before, Tyler, that just wasn't working? Uh, meatheads and people <laughs> on steroids in Jersey. So everything that... I dated is the opposite of what you what I have now yeah and that's what I need like I had a boyfriend well my first boyfriend we were both Aries so that's like fire and fire he like used to like beat me up and this it's not funny but like it kind of is yeah I mean it's not funny it's not funny at all but like yeah it happened whatever I I feel like that's like a lifetime ago whatever Eddie Delgado he's like like a hundred, he's probably like five hundred pounds right now. But anyways, <laughs> oh um, no, we were Aries and Aries, but that was like my first love. Mm-hmm. And then I met this guy Matt, who was the biggest asshole in the entire world. But I just turned twenty one. He like got tables and like bottles, and then like I was in that party phase. Yeah. And but he was always sliding into DMs. He was like into girls DMs always following new girls while we were together. And then I go to his house. We're dating for eight months. And his mom goes, what's your name again? That's when I knew. I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I just, he just brought me down so much. Yeah. Like he would, oh, and like I lost myself in that relationship. Like I didn't know who I was. I like I lost the same way in relationships. You lose yourself in this relationship, and you're trying to prove yourself. Like yeah, like I would walk on eggshells, and like I wasn't myself, and I was I it's lost miserable. my confidence. I was just 
And not, I was mean to people. Yeah. I be, was mean to other people because I was so miserable. Yeah. No, I wasn't mean. I was just like kind of just crazy on the low, like I low would. Low key crazy? Yeah. Like I would literally look at his Instagram and he would be like messaging girls on, on the comments like, thanks cutie. But we mm-hmm. were together. Isn't it so nice to be with someone you don't have to pick up their phone? Oh, yeah. I would. And check through it. Because every boyfriend I had before Adam, I would pick up their phone and, like, see. And I would find something every single Me time. Me too. And then when Adam and I started dating, he, like, was on his phone or whatever. And I'd be like, give me your phone. Because I was so jaded from the past. And he would give it to me. He's like, my passcode is, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I would just... I. He was a good person, the person I've been looking for. That yes. I had been trying to make these other guys Adam, and they were never going to be Adam. Yeah. You know? And you, but Adam loves you for 100% of who you are. Yeah. And Tyler loves me for probably 95% of who I am. <laughs> but anyways, like, I just feel like then I had, so I dated two assholes, literally back-to-back, roid heads, meat heads. They were on steroids, so angry. And... Then I met this one guy who was, like, not attractive at all. I don't know why I dated him, but he just treated me like a, a queen, queen. and mm-hmm. I was the best thing in the world. Like, he took me, he wined and dined me, like, paid for everything, and I'm not saying that it's, like, guys need to pay for anything. I mean, my mom basically is a gold digger, and so <laughs> she... Definitely taught me, like, guys have to pay for everything. But, I mean, I just had, like, my dad always took care of me. So, I always have that uh, thought in my head that a guy should take care of you. Mm-hmm. Like, my money's my money and Tyler's money's my, my money. <laughs> but but that it? guy, like, made you so the realize guy, what you wanted. Yeah. he. I mean, he was not cute. I knew I wasn't going to marry him. But he, like, proved to me. That and you gave, were as amazing as what. And gave me back that confidence. And, and I knew, like, it wasn't going anywhere. It was kind of just a summer fling. But, like, I feel like everybody comes into your life for a reason, a season, season, or a lifetime. Or a lifetime. And Tyler is my lifetime. I love that. Do you think you have, like, big insecurities in your relationship with Tyler when you first started dating that, like, past relationships brought into it in the beginning I would talk to Tyler like when I would fight I would go zero to a hundred like hothead central like I was sorry I'm saying like so much like oh my god okay let me throw up all the likes okay (laughs) Tyler is so calm so a man a few words a calm spirit. Calm spirit. He is my anchor mm-hmm. because I'm always up here. But when we first started dating, I would flip out on him so much just because that's what I was used to. Totally. It was normal for a boy, like me and my boyfriend to be fighting physically and verbally loud and scary. Right. But... Obviously, that's not a healthy relationship. Right. So when I met Tyler, he's never, ever, ever raised his voice to me. But I, in the beginning, would. And he sat me down. He was like, I am not dealing with this. Mm -hmm. And I was scared. 
<laughs> in a he, good way, though. Yeah, like, he's not putting up with that type of behavior. Yeah. You but, witnessed when Adam put me in my place because mm-hmm. my past insecurity was just my boyfriend had, who, TMI, I lost my virginity to, I moved in with, like, and I lost my virginity super late in life, so, like, this guy was really what you go through when you're younger. Yeah. I was going through that with him while I was like in law school and all, I mean my and my dad had lung cancer and all this crazy stuff. So I latched onto him so much and he was just a, a serial cheater. So when I got in this relationship Is with this- Adam yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know right. each other so well. But when I got into this relationship with Adam and I really started to care about him, I was scared because I this is the first guy I really cared about, and since my past cheater boyfriend, so I would always check him to see who you're talking to. Da 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 da. Because you what have are you trust doing? issues. Yeah, and then you tell the story. So when we were in Dominican <laughs> Republic, is that did I say it right? Yeah, I think I had too many shots. Okay, so when we were in Dominican Republic, Raven was being a little sassy, br- a little sassy brat, a little and brat. she was like to Adam, uh, "You said like something like, like, yeah, whatever. Like you're probably texting other girls or yeah, something." Yeah, that's exactly what I said. And I'm like, whatever, at- you're probably texting other girls. We had been dating for like a month at that point, and I was yeah. like, "You're probably texting other girls." Yeah, and Adam dead ass was like, and we were. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought we were all wasted, but then I, Adam had a very calm force and it was like very, he was very sober, I think. He grabbed me by the hand. <laughs> and was like, Raven, I will never, ever, ever do anything to hurt you. And like, I want to be with you and only you. And I was so drunk. He I was, was like, like, do not say these things because I would never ever. Hurt you. Yeah. And I was so drunk. I was like. Oh my god, he oh this is like re- this is like the real deal because you know like when you're yeah. when when you come off Bachelor in Paradise, you're in a bubble in, totally. in the paradise. Totally. So when you come off the show, it's kind of like, oh, shit. you don't know like What's who they really happen? are. Yeah. yeah. But Adam was so serious. He was like, "Raven, I I want you and only you and I'll never do anything to hurt you." And here we are three years later are. and that's, oh, that's the wrong, wrong hand. hand. <laughs> she's holding up And she's finger. got that ring. Okay, what are some deal breakers for you now that maybe weren't a priority when you were younger? Kind of like how you were dating that guy that did bottle service and all this stuff and that was fun for you. Like, that's not really on your list of things now. No. So, like, what right now is different than when you were younger? So... Deal breaker wise. Obviously, when I was dating that one guy that was a piece of like piece of shit and annoying and oh, hated him. <laughs> I don't think I was even in love with him. I think it was the game. What it was the games that I liked. But I was so young. I was twenty one. He was getting tables at in New Jersey, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm so cool. But <laughs> he literally was. His penis was so big, though. <laughs> huge huge but that's probably why he was such an asshole because he knew he had a big penis but um no now i love that tyler is so motivated 
Yeah. Like, he's a hustler. You don't think about that when you're younger. You don't yeah. think about their job or, like, what like they're he, trying to do with their life and, like, what they see for themselves or their family. You don't really think about that when you're younger. Yeah, we were thinking about, like, what DJ was coming next week. Exactly. And, like, now... And Tyler, he's hot. He's yeah. super hot. You want to be with. Yeah. yeah, and Tyler now is so motivated and just plans for our future and just is such a hustler. Like, he motivates me. And then he also pushes me to be the best version of myself that I can be. Yeah. What did he tell you today when you were crying and upset? Oh, when I had an anxiety attack this morning? Yeah. Um, be a champion. Because you're a champion and champions adjust. And I'm like, no, but like you don't understand. <laughs> like my anxiety is in my throat. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, I could so not sweet. stop crying. So literally, no, he didn't really calm me down. You did more. So thank Aww, you. Thanks. <laughs> That's what girlfriends are for. Yeah. With all your ex-boyfriends, have you ever envisioned yourself marrying them? I always had, like, wishful thinking, but deep down, like, your, my your, woman intuition told me it wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Tyler is, like, the only one that I ever saw myself walking down the aisle with. Really? I never pictured myself marrying anybody else. Yeah, I've never pictured like my wedding or anything, but I have like I have only dated to marry the person. Yeah. So that's kind of like the place I was coming from. I didn't just like casually date, and honestly, I wish I would have. I, if I could go back in time, I wish I would have done more casual dating because yeah. I spent a lot of my youth trying to link up with people that weren't right for me Mm -hmm. that I was like envisioning a wedding with that was never going to happen and I wish I could get a little bit of my youth back but you're still so young no I know but now I'm getting married now all my dreams are coming true (laughs) I'm like I'm like you still have time (laughs) yeah no now my dreams are coming true oh my god I'm sorry (laughs) I would if when I have a daughter I want her to experience things and date around and see what's good for her what's right for her and not worry about getting in a relationship right off the bat and like just just enjoy it and when that person when you find the person you find the person enjoy the whole years because they are the (laughs) best years I mean I after Matt who had the really big sausage yeah I had to go after every person Micro penis, every single person kind of ruined it for you. Ruined it, so I was like, "Great, this is so frustrating because I'm never gonna get over him." Like I was so pissed. Yeah. I was literally just dating carrot snack size carrot penises, and I was just like, "Great," but it was good to just date around after just to learn what I liked, what I didn't like, sure. and I think for girls that are coming out of a relationship. If they write down their pros and cons, like what they want and what they don't want, and just know exactly what you want and never settle for anything less than what you deserve. And don't try to fit someone into what you want them to be. Because I am, like, I used to do that all the time with guys. Like, I even, I did that. I made a list of things that I wanted in a man that my 
when I was like 12 years old and my mom gave it to Adam when we got engaged so he could have it for our wedding vows or whatever which is super sad, sappy but I love Tracy Gates shout I out to would, Tracy <laughs> I would try to make all these different guys that I wanted to have a future with fit the criteria that I had set for myself but they were never going to fit it's like one of those t- little kid toys that have the shapes cut out in the toy um, and you're trying to fit the oh yes the toy. yes yes you're trying to fit the block in the different holes, and I was like trying to fit a star into a circle. I thought you were talking about Mr. Potato Head for a second. But <laughs> no, no, but I get what those. yeah, I get what you mean. Like you don't want you're forcing you were forcing, forcing things it. yeah when totally. it just wasn't. And that's the thing when we were on the Bachelor with Nick, I didn't get upset. When I got kicked off because I was 100% myself. And if he didn't like me for myself, then I didn't care. That's, it wasn't the end of the world. Right. That's how I felt when Nick broke up with me. Thank God. Because we would not be sitting here right now drinking. Thank you, Nick. Cosmigos. Um, But that's how I felt. And a lot of people were like, you didn't really cry like when I was with him or anything. And... It was like when he broke up with me, I was like, washed my hands of it. It was done. There was not, I was not going to beg for him. I had given him my best self. I knew I was worth something. Exactly. And if he did not want me in that moment, he was never going to want me. And I was never going to want him back because I don't want someone who doesn't want me. Yes. I'm tired of that. I played that game for years of trying to like, Make someone want me. And the, I'm worthy of your love. 100%. You're no. literally the most amazing woman on the planet. <laughs> and for Nick, and the best line ever, I feel like, on The Bachelor, even though I haven't watched, like, all the seasons, but he, Nick is crying when he breaks up with you, and he goes, I'm going to miss you, and you go, I know. I knew. Woo! I knew he was going to miss me. There's a that lot was a to boss miss. bitch. Moves. There's a lot to miss, and you know, I mean, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, anyway, he's um, still hitting us up. Like, <laughs> he's kidding. literally sliding into our DMs, and we're like, Nick, like, we're we literally have boyfriends. Like, relax. Yeah, I'm engaged. No, I'm just kidding. He's really not. Um, I'm engaged too. <laughs> um, what's really sad for you, Lexi, is that had we not had this quarantine, I think you would have gotten engaged. Like, I almost feel more sad for the women that would have gotten engaged in 2020 than the broads me being a bride because I have to promise that we're going to get married like it's going to happen yeah but like for someone who's thinking about getting engaged or was going to get proposed to and they wanted they had this dream like they want their whole family there when and they want pictures and all that stuff like you can't do that right now yeah so unless you do very intimately which is very very sweet but you know it just kind of puts a damper on engagement plans yeah but also i think of it i'm trying to look at it the positive he had this whole year to make more money so that i have more carrots (laughs) in the ring so that's That's just something that i think about but obviously our relationships are not perfect no nobody's relationship is perfect so we're so excited to have shari healy come on and help us with our issues, because we got <laughs> a, a to- lot. <laughs> we got a lot of them.
At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are super excited to talk to Cherie because 
We have some issues, we're gonna work out, but we are going to get it done today. Cherie is a possibilitarian. She helps leaders get what they want so they can change the world. She will help you develop your personal brand, get you in alignment with who you are and why you're here and become your highest self. I love it, I love it. I love you already. Oh my God, so glad to be here, Lemon. <laughs> we have a lot of issues. Okay, we're gonna sort them out. Okay, so Shuri. Are you gonna go first? Yes. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So today is literally not the best day for me. I had a full-blown anxiety attack this morning. I think because I've been so overwhelmed and excited because Raven and I are taking our podcast to the next level and we're gonna make six figures (laughs) in my head. But I just get like so overwhelmed that my creative juices start flowing really late at night. So I can't turn my brain off. And so this morning, literally we had a podcast at 2. Raven was banging on my door at 2.30. So I've been having the worst anxiety all day. And I just, I know you have like the anxiety thing. I don't know if you could help me with that. That's just like a personal problem that I have to deal with. But I was crying all day. This is why I look like this. But can you help me with my anxiety? I sure can. Yeah, Yeah, because the the whole thing that I do is really um, help you get what you want. And I don't think anybody wants anxiety. Yeah, I do not. It doesn't feel good and it gets in the way. And I think the first thing that I thought of when you said that you were anxious all day is, are you really anxious to make six figures? Because there's a part of you that's like, oh, I know we're taking this to the next level and it's going to be so exciting and it's going to be successful. So what are you anxious about? You need to tell her the whole story. What's the story? She, I'll, I'll chum in. I shouldn't chum in, but I will help her tell the story. Um, today she had planned um, this podcast. She had planned our podcast. She's been so, ex- I mean, all week she's been so excited about it. Preparing, she has so many notes and everything going on and she was so excited she stayed up all night last night night. she couldn't get her brain Mm. to turn off it was anxiety but excitement yes and then this morning she overslept and had me scared (laughs) I think I convinced everyone she was dead yeah I knew how excited she was for today and I knew how excited she has been all week for today so for her not to show up was just so out of character for her and then once I found her (laughs) I was alive and she was alive and I calmed down she was so disappointed in herself yeah even though she didn't ruin anything I mean we still did our podcast we're still here today but she was so disappointed in herself that it's like her anxiety took over after that and she hasn't been able to really calm down and like she's struggling I mean the tequila's helping but (laughs) (laughs) overall like I just I when I put my mind to something I go a hundred miles an hour and mm-hmm. I think I overwork myself and I just have so many ideas. Like if you had my brain for two minutes, you'd be like, I don't want it. Like give it, take it back. So yeah. Yeah. it just, I have a lot of, a lot and of. you were irritated at Tyler. 
Was I? Oh, yeah, I was mad at Tyler, too, my boyfriend. (laughs) But, yeah, no, so I struggle with anxiety. I mean, not all the time. Just when exciting things are happening, I just get, like, I don't know how to explain it. Do you know what I mean? I do, though, with the fear that might be under there, because anxiety is really fear. Mm -hmm. It feels very much like excitement. They're the same, but there's this good saying, like, fear is just excitement without the breath. Yeah. You know, like, and the going so fast, I feel like is the way that you deal with it. You know, it's good because it makes you a super achiever and you get all the stuff done. Yeah. You know, but the quality of the getting it done is no fun. It's yeah. you're irritable, you're afraid and all that, but you just took a giant deep breath. Yeah. So right there, there's a thing that's called soul pace, which is moving about life at the pace that you feel most in your power and most connected to everyone else, like Tyler, everybody, right? Yeah. I think you're going beyond your soul pace. You're going too fast and the brain's too fast, right? It's just not your norm, but you're doing it, I think, because underneath it all, there's some fear. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what are you afraid of with this podcast? Oh my or God. with anything today? Aww. I'm gonna cry again. It's okay. It's okay. I know, it's good because it'll run through, you know? You'll get it, it through. It is okay if you cry. I know. I know. Oh, literally during our, our podcast before this, I was like, okay, I'm good. I got it. Like, I don't even know. I think just maybe, like, I want to be so successful so bad. Like, yeah. not even, not even, like, famous or anything. Like, I just want to, I just want to, like, be able to, like, support my my dad, my mom, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel so, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like I have something inside me that is so unique that like, I can do amazing things and I want to do them so bad that I get like anxiety right. over it. Does that make sense? Does that it's make beautiful. Sense? Yeah. But guess what? You just said it is you're focused on failing or not being good when you can just shift your focus over to what you just said was so beautiful. I want to be able to take care of my dad. I want to be able to, to do good things. Yeah. There's so much good under there that you're so excited for that. That's all that's the answer to the anxiety is go into the love right there yeah and maybe just like i'm the youngest out of five girls so i was never i was always super independent like after college i moved to miami dead alone like would go out to clubs dead alone i've been always so independent and i feel like i always need that word of that like i'm proud of you like because I'm always like, but I, I, I do so much and yeah, I just want to be so successful. Sus- <laughs> I don't even know how to spell success, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I want to just, I, I have such a fire in me that I know that I'm going to be so successful. I'm going to take care of my dad. I'm going to, like, I want to pay off my sister's student loans, like uh, all my nieces and nephews. And I just felt like since even growing up, I had four older sisters. One is 10 years older than me. And I just felt like my mom, not my mom, I'm going to blame this on my mom. She just kind of was like, 
by the by the fifth child, it was like figure it out. Like yeah. I came out of the yeah. womb and it was just like this is life, figure it out. So I just have kind of just this something weighing on my shoulder that I need people to be proud of me and I want to do something. I want to be so, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Today you acted like you had messed, like ruined the day when you hadn't. And I think your fear of like ruining this day that you have planned for and set up and worked so hard for, you couldn't, it was like the anxiety as if you missed all that and yeah just dropped the ball but everything fine. worked out everything, everything worked, worked out, out yeah anxiety's like yeah. still as if it didn't work out you know right right well this is why I asked you in the beginning like are you really anxious about being successful because your focus was on not so excited that I'm gonna take care of my dad I'm gonna pay off student loans and I'm gonna <sighs> make six figures and that's the vibe that you come into this podcast or at anything with the excitement that it's already here. You're here. We're having the podcast. Like it, the, the definition for success can't be something in the future. Yeah. Like I'll give myself that I'm proud or I'll get that when you got to feel it like right now. And I'm sitting here watching a girl who's the fifth of a family who didn't really get parented, who, <laughs> who is saying, I still want to give to everybody. I just want to use my success to take care of everybody. In my definition of success, you're already gold. If yeah. I was your mom, I'd be like, I did so good. Look at this. Oh, child. no. Yeah, no. My mom's a little you know? obsessed with me. But I just. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, my dad, my dad and my mom raised me obviously good. It's just like, I think just within, I think I'm just having a bad day. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, but you said the anxiety is a thing in life. Yeah, no, yeah. it definitely is a thing, but I just have, I'm so motivated and, and I, I've always been though, just like a hustler, just everything. And yeah. I don't do the podcast just for money. I do it because I like, have to, for, I have passion. I and that's the thing. I have a jewelry company that I'm so passionate about and so involved with. And then Raven and I have our podcast that I put so much energy and creativity in. So when I'm working so hard for two things and then when I fuck up like today, I like get so disappointed in myself. And then I the anxiety just starts coming. Change the like you could tell, like I'm kind of like have hives right now. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, but I have really nice boobs, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Your rule, though, for success is screwing you up, right? Because what I if know. your rule was every single day I show up, I'm so brave, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're setting yourself up with such strict rules for success that are also out there in the future. That of course there's going to be anxiety. You got to. I think maybe you. I'm sorry for inter- interrupting yeah, you. Yeah. Maybe just because I'm from the uh, I'm from Jersey, so it's very fast paced. So that's just yeah. how I am. And with quarantine, and then with quarantine, what? Just it being slow. Oh, it's slow. Unknown about work, about business. It's just it's just everyone's anxiety is heightened too, just because it's the quarantine time. Yeah, but when I have a vision for something. I want like get so excited because I know anything that I touch is going to be great. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, that was it. That was it right there. 
then that's your definition. That's what you focus on is anything I touch is going to be great. Even if I show up late, even if I sleep in, right? because that's what you know about yourself. Yeah. That's what you were able to raise yourself, get to this point in life. Anything you focus on, anything you touch is going to be great. That's, that's going to be your antidote to anxiety. My worst day is probably somebody's best day. It's <laughs> true. You know, is that yeah. tough to say? No, it means you're in the gold and you've got your eye on failure that hasn't even happened. Yeah. It's likely not to happen because that's not how you roll. Yeah. Find a no, way. I, I really am super positive. I've, I have such a strong mindset with everything, but I do have days like this, where, which is God. I think this is God's plan. I never talked to a therapist in my in life I've and here here we are i've been telling her life coach or therapist and I've then been telling her literally the day that i have a mental breakdown i'm talking to a therapist coach, yeah yes that should, well, life let's coach. get super practical too something you can hold on to you didn't sleep well yeah you probably aren't totally hydrated. You didn't get like some of the I'm basic needs. electrolyte, right? <laughs> yeah. So can't copy your game and be able to rise above anxiety and stuff if you aren't getting basic human needs too, which we're all like you brought up yeah. quarantine struggling with because human connection is not there and so many other things that we. So the more no. you want to give, the more you need is the thing to know. And you want to lead. You want to have a podcast, you want to be successful, the more you need. Yeah. The more I need what? what? Like water? <laughs> I drink a lot of water. I work out every day. I think it's just, I think it's just my, my vision for Raven and I is just so, I just feel like we're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and we, all we want to do is bring joy and happiness into other people's lives and make people laugh and just spread positivity and like mm. that's all I want for us to so when I come up and I'm not a hundred percent I'm not doing my job I'm not spreading that positivity I'm crying I'm like I want to go back to bed I hate myself I'm ugly you know <laughs> even though I'm actually a natural beauty you are a natural beauty you and I'm getting Botox so tomorrow, so I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even do that stuff. Uh, here. Here we are. Everything's still shut down. But since you guys are here for the same mission I am, I'm here to cause an epidemic of joy. The formula for happiness would be very helpful for you. Okay. There is literally a very simple formula. And you, you got out of it today, just slightly. So I'm going to tell it to you, and I'll tell you the formula for unhappiness, and then you can constantly bring yourself back. The formula for happiness is when your life conditions equal your blueprint. You can say like LC equals VP. And that means that reality equals your expectations, right? So what I think is success or what I think is doing good or what I think is what would make somebody proud of me is that yeah. actually happening. What happens when it's not? when the life conditions don't equal the blueprint anymore and you sleep late or you aren't on top of your game, then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're in the formula of unhappiness. And then there's an even worse formula, which is the formula for suffering, which is when life conditions don't equal the blueprint 
so they're out of balance, and you feel helpless to change it. You feel stuck, which is never yeah. actually true. Why I stand for the possibilitarian thing is we're not, we are very powerful people. Everybody has inner power. You can always change things. So you don't ever have to feel like you're in that suffering category, truly, if you just get creative about either adjusting one side or the other of the equation. I had to change my life conditions, like I got to sleep more, or I have to mm -hmm. have other things happen for me to be successful, or I need to change the other side of the equation and be like a whole lot kinder to myself mm -hmm. and change the rules for what really showing up and doing a good, good job are so that they're always in balance. So you just look at one side or the other of the equation and play with it so that you can actually feel good because girls who are here to cause happiness and joy should be in that. Yeah. More often than not, right? We really, and, and, we, we really are happy, but I mean, I never <laughs> talked to a therapist before. So this is the first, the first, you're popping my cherry. So <laughs> I am just, I'm kind of like in shock. My therapy is usually watching Real Housewives and going to the gym, but I'm really enjoying this. And I think that I'm in shock that I am enjoying I'm this. I've been telling you for so long. Raven is so pro therapy. So pro. But I am too, but in different ways. Like working out gets my head clear. Watching Real Housewives brings me joy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking to a laugh coach well, is just but a yeah, different no. perspective. You can't see. I mean, she made yeah. me cry already, so you won. <laughs> Man, yeah, you you can't, you said you were really independent, and I think everybody that I work with is, we're all leaders, achievers, trying to do great things in the world, but that's why I said the more you want to give, yeah. the more you need, because if you really want to cause a change in the world for people, then you've got to ask for help, sure. and, and relying on me for even a second to give you some tools or some different ways of looking at things is that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's I love so it. So, I feel so much better. I think my anxiety has gone. I'm not even lying. <sighs> you feel like a weight. I feel like, a, I feel like I lost like 10 pounds. Ah, uh, it was right really good. To be. Do you have any issues? <laughs> <laughs> so Cherie, I, um, my fiance and I are of different faiths. And when we've, we've been together for over three years, going on four, but um, it was really a road we had to navigate on our own. Like without family input, we had to decide what we wanted and then go from there. And it was a struggle. And so, um, but we made it on the other side. Everything is really good. We have a great understanding of where he is, where I am spiritually and a great respect for each other's religion and that came through interfaith counseling that we attended together mm. um, and we plan to do more counseling in the future but my question for you is do you have any tools I feel like with our wedding we have worked out all the wrinkles and crinkles of what our wedding ceremony would look like with our um, interfaith relationship and I've also feel like our individual paths and also being a couple has been worked out and like what our roles are with each other when it comes to faith have been worked out. But one thing that we have both been thinking about and we don't know even how to begin is what we're going to teach our children, how we mm -hmm. navigate that 
and you know what's important to him and what's important to me and how we find the middle ground because um, the wedding and how we individually and as a couple come together is is great but when you bring a child along and into the equation you know we may feel differently than what we do now or we may you know our families have completely different viewpoints so we want to make sure our child is you know loved and cultured and has respect for both religions so what advice do you have for me saying all that to navigate children being interfaith parents i just have to honor you first so wholeheartedly for being so on top of this now before the wedding (laughs) i mean what in the nobody does this you know that they would sort out all these big questions and concerns in advance and even your roles and how you're going to play them together as a couple you're going to be so great you're already 10 steps ahead so lucky no really truly I mean, this baby is going to be the luckiest because I've studied all the religions and all the paths. I was really um, a big seeker as a kid trying to figure out the truth Mm -hmm. of this life. And what I think is true of all the paths is there's some shared values in them that they all stand for love. You know, they all stand for some goodness that I think would be so interesting. And this little baby is going to be so lucky because the baby will get exposed to two choices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all kinds of ways of expressing these values and living these values. And that baby will likely be able to choose what he or she wants either, or, or maybe even something new. But I think good parents provide a platform of some sort, some kind of value that we share, that we stand for. So if you two could distill, you know, what it is that's in common Mm -hmm. with both of these paths that are shared, you know, for the baby to be marinated in by both sides, you know, and that there's this message that you're doubly lucky or, or maybe even more than that, because some kids will not grow up with any path and they'll have to find their own. Yeah. You know, but to to I take families and couples through a process of designing the family that may be something you do where you sit down and you look at what's the vision, like, how do we want to live? What what do we stand for as a family in the world? And these two paths support us in that. And then what are our shared values? And how do we live those so that it doesn't come down to like arguments about which religion or which path is right. Right. But if we stand for love and we get into an argument or there's a choice to be made, it's like, let's go to that. Let's go to what would love do. Right. You know, so good. And I think that's so good, too, that like both of you don't make one religion like my religion's better than yours like they're very equal on it and that's what yeah. i love but yeah that's great advice thank gonna... you so much like you've literally casted a spell on me and my anxiety is gone i feel so much better i'm yes. sorry for <laughs> you did it girl i'm sorry oh honey i had no apologies i'm sorry to i heart radio that i talked for 45 minutes about my anxiety, but you know, <laughs> I got Shuri today and I was one lucky gal. 
Oh man, everybody has anxiety right now. It's the common theme of, yes. of what our world is going through right now. So you gave everybody a big gift by being vulnerable and real and sharing it because everybody will be able to relate. Yeah, let's hope so. Or they'll be like, shut up, you crying bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I get those. <laughs> there's people, Alexis, there's people that are dying. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay, take good care. You too. Bye. Bye. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> How therapeutic was that? I never spoke to a therapist, and today was the day that I needed to the most. And God brought me to her. I felt like she put a spell on me and my anxiety went away. Made and I feel better. Yeah, it made me feel a lot better because I had a full-blown panic attack today. Yeah. And but, she gave some great advice. And about. I hope we gave you great advice on dating, relationships, <laughs> uh, hoeing around. <laughs> and we also just want to say thank you to iHeartRadio for having us as host for what a girl wants we also have our own podcast called girls night with raven and alexis so go check it out and buy some hoop earrings hoop nation by alexis the best hoops around <laughs> and shop ray suede because raven is your fashion visa <laughs> baby thank you guys and thank you to sheree she was amazing oh, man, and- sheree, i like want to put her in my pocket <laughs> for now And we encourage everyone to go see a life coach, a therapist, and we hope you are surviving in this quarantine. And like we always say, stay safe and stay happy. Bye. Love ya. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.